Hey everyone, just wanted to remind you that we still don't have a sponsor for this podcast, so Greg and I took it into our own hands to sponsor ourselves. You can go to BlueShirtsBreakaway.com and purchase the first official run of the authentic Blue Shirts Breakaway t-shirts. They are on sale there. You can just go to the t-shirt section, you can add to cart, simple, bing, bang, boom. Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirt Breakaway. My name is Ryan Mead, I'm your host, and I'm here with Gregory Kaplan. Greg, say hello. Hey, buddy, what's with, what's with the full names? You want my middle name, too? How about my social security number? No, I don't need those, but I might actually for a credit check later. Yeah, uh, 722, if anyone was wondering. I checked not too long ago, so suck it. 722 is your full social security number? No, that's my credit score. <laughs> okay, wow, nice job. I know, I'm doing all right. You would think with all the money I do uh, cash advances at casinos, it'd be a lot lower than that, but I really, for some reason it's not. I owe 20 bucks to a dermatologist, and they said they were going to contact the credit bureau. Just putting it on the internet. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it's done today's podcast. We're going to go over a little bit of the World Cup and uh, the Rangers that were inside of it. We're going to go over the Rangers lineup for the first preseason game versus the Islanders. We're going to touch on the Truba rumors, and then we're going to talk about the very sad day in baseball. And that's pretty much this podcast, guys, so I, I hope you're in for a, uh, a field trip, a field trip, as they will say, and, and here we are. But let's start with some some positive news uh, and things you don't care about, Greg. The World Cup happened <laughs> and it's still happening. I hear you doing fart noises. It's very mature of you. Uh, it was not. I was actually just laughing. Thank you, though, that my laugh sounds like a fart noise to well, you. I, I, would, I wouldn't lie to you, my friend. Uh, just... Ryan McDonough was the one shining star of Team USA, and... Uh, if you say so. I do. Uh, I, you saying, uh, yes, Ryan, I did not watch. I did not watch a second. I will not, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I told you exactly what I was going to do, and I, I did it. I didn't watch a single second of the World Cup of Hockey. Okay, it's so. still, still happening. And the two out of three format of Team Canada versus Team Europe, who is the band of misfits, uh, will be happening this week. I, sure, if sure. you say so. All right. I mean, there are, things, there are plenty of other things going on in the world of sports that I just – I. This this was my fear with the World Cup hockey. I just I don't care right now. There's no reason to care about it right now. There's too much other stuff going on. That's fair. Uh, I will say this, like I just said, Ryan McDonough was the best player on the World Cup team for Team America. That team was an absolute shit show and will be ripped apart. I don't think Tortorella will be coaching a United States team again. Uh, apparently, they did hire him originally to coach Team USA before he had a coaching job. And then he decided, uh, well, I'm going to take this Blue Jacket job, and the people that hired him were kind of upset. So he obviously didn't get his team uh, all really too all together for that tournament. Ryan McDonough scored two goals, uh, one more goal than pretty much everyone else on the team because they scored almost none, and they played like crap. Matt Zuccarello is still in the tournament, but it still only has one goal. And I will say that Henrik Lundqvist had a tough time against Team Europe, and but he, he did lose two overtime games. Uh, and was allowing 2.25 goals in the tournament, a.k.a. small sample size, lost two close overtimes. Hank is a notorious slow starter, and I'm not worried. Everyone isn't hurt. And is that all you wanted to know, Greg? Yeah, everyone's healthy, so I, re- I, re- I just don't care. I cannot care. I do not care. I will not care. You cannot about the World Cup and will not care. I, I can't do it, man. Uh, there's when, When's the – what? Is the first game of the finals tonight? 
I think it's tomorrow. It's Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, not going to watch, man. The Mets are in a playoff hunt. I just don't care about this – is, but this is also – again, we went on this spiel like six times. This is why the World Cup of Hockey shouldn't be playing in September. Way too many other things going on. Playoff races in baseball, NFL football, week three. Things are happening there. Uh, training camp for hockey is starting up. Preseason hockey games, which are basically as important as the World Cup of Hockey, are starting. Wow, shots They're- fired at World Cup of Hockey. There, there's, there, I just don't care. College football is more interesting to me than the World Cup of Hockey. I just, I, I, terrible, terrible planning by the NHL to try and make people care about this because I think diehards are in on it. But I mean, I, I guess I'm that line between diehard, not quite diehard, not quite casual fan. I'm somewhere in the middle of that. The fact that someone like me doesn't care about the World Cup of Hockey needs to be troubling because I'm supposed to care about the World Cup of Hockey and I don't. And I don't think I will. At least not, not this, in the foreseeable future. Not this time. Not this time you will care, I, Greg. I doubt, I doubt next time. I mean, unless the the only, re, the only way I care about the World Cup of Hockey is if either they move the month it's in or if the Mets suck again, which is possible. Mets usually are only good for three years at a time, and then they're terrible. So within four years, we might be shit again. We'll get to the Mets uh, a lot later, I'm sure. Yeah. Let's talk about the first preseason game and a little bit. Of, oh, look, something that actually matters. And a little bit of camp notes for the for the New York Rangers before you and I break into our notorious nonsense section of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. Well, we still got to talk Truba too. We got a couple things. Oh yeah, this. yeah, yeah, baby, we got things to talk about. We're here for your hockey needs. Um, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I have no idea. I'm very tired. Uh, all right. We're we're really excited about that Trump Clinton debate coming up in. Uh, uh, Thirty in about, minutes. In about thirty minutes, just to give you a, uh, a heads up when we're recording this. So you, uh, so things you know. things we will never break down on this podcast. By the way, presidential debates. We did once those two. Oh, presidential debate. We we talked about our politics once for like ten minutes, and I was very uncomfortable the entire time. Here's here, here's here's our politics take. They both fucking suck. There you go. Hot take sucks less. <laughs> so there you go. That that that's it. That that's our political take. In case you're wondering, one uh, of them fucking sucks less. It's really that simple. That's the theme of this. <laughs> Entire Olymp- uh, Olympics. It, entire it is kind of an Olympics uh, situation. I wish it was because then I don't know. Fuck, fuck it. Uh, preseason, preseason lineup. hockey, Rangers Islanders. There we go. Top We're line uh, and noted from our, our coach AV, the Kreider uh, Zinabad, Zinabad Jad. <laughs> one day, uh, one day Zibanejad? I'll be able to say Zibanejad. I'm gonna call him Zinabad Jad. Just call him Mika. His first right. name is easy as shit. Fine, Mika. There you go. And then Buchtevich. Which I can oh say. Which I can say. Can you just call? Him. Can you just call him Pavel too? His name's like Buchnevich, though. That's his real name, dude. I think it. I, I think it's Buknevich. No, no. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Buknevich. Okay. I'm sure someone's gonna correct you. I can't wait to be corrected, Reddit. Thanks so much. Um, uh, anyway, right. so that top line, right? Uh, now, if you're following us on different social media, oh, sites, such like, like our Instagram Facebook. or Facebook oh. or Twitter, oh. you would have seen That's that good. I said not to read into a whole lot of these. Pairings and lines today, there are only a couple that do matter, and one of them that does matter is this top grouping. If Mika and Kreider, who, according to every beat reporter, uh, look like magic and in sync in practice, which is a very interesting development, Wait. it's going to be interesting Wait, to see. Magic, like Magic Johnson, and in sync like the band? Like I was saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um I mean, if they're clicking early, and it is all about chemistry and playing time together, and obviously with so many other pieces, either recovering from injury or playing in Traverse City 
or the World Cup of Hockey, these two guys have had a lot of time together and they're gelling. So if they're gelling early on in camp, it's going to be very hard to break them up come regular season time, which means line construction isn't going to be as cut and dry as I think you and I thought it would be when we thought it was going to be Kreider, Stepan, Nash, uh, Zuccarello, Mika, Miller. We were pretty sure those were going to be the two top lines. But if Mika and Kreider are meshing, I don't want to screw that up. So I'm very curious to see how they play in real-time action against real-time opponents. Uh, and I think there are there's some rumblings out there that, you know, Pavel could stick to this top line, and this could actually be one of the lines that Miller could find himself on a line with Hayes and BC. Uh, sure, that's possible, but that would go against everything we've ever seen um, Vigneault do. That's just not his thing. He's not going to throw a rookie on the top six. When, when does that ever happen? Where It took Miller two years to get into the top six. It took Kreider oh, almost Miller, a year and a half to get into the top Miller six. Miller had to earn it. Miller wasn't exactly like a top prospect. Pavel, at least. Miller was a top prospect. I, th- I think it's fair to say Miller is one of the more highly rated prospects the Rangers have had in the last five years. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're talking about Ranger prospects in the last five years, like what, four of them? <laughs> like no he, one, was, he was a really highly regarded prospect. I, don't, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that would agree with that. I just, I'd be stunned if Buknovich was put in a position to start the season on a top six line. And Mika and Kreider are going to play top six minutes. So if you're saying Pavel's home is going to be on this line, and it, it might be down the road, like halfway through the season, they might revisit this line and shuffle things around. But to start the season, I have doubts. I just, I don't see him sticking there. I don't see him sticking there either. I think this is a uh, an exciting top line to give give a quick tryout to, since a lot of the veterans are not uh, available because the World Cup of Hockey, and also the NHL did with their did away with their starting a certain number of veterans rule today because of the World Cup of Hockey. Um, right, and I think I think it's one of those things where um, AV just wants to get Book as many minutes as possible, and you're going to get the most minutes playing on the top line, like. There'd be no benefit for putting Book on the second line with Peary and Juris. There's no no. There's no benefit to that. Zero so benefit. Put Book with players he's going to play with either on the power play or further down the road. Two guys he might see ice time with this season. Don't put him on an AHL line because he's not going to be in the AHL. Yeah, it'd also be fun to see Peary and Juris play. Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot of them play because they weren't Rangers last year, obviously. Uh, and it'll be nice to get a get a get a feel for those two players who I don't think how much will be I really don't know how much we'll be seeing Juris in the future. Peary I think we'll be seeing a lot of on our fourth line, um, and poor poor Juris will try to make make it out of camp and go to AHL or be uh be a bench warmer here probably. Just my just my two cents and guess. Yeah, I think I think Juris is going to be on the the shuttle between Hartford and New York quite a bit. Uh, I'd be surprised if we saw more than fifty games of action this year. I do think it's a bit of a nice reward the Rangers are giving uh, Kovacs and Stromwall to be playing on the third line. I was just about to say, are you excited to watch Kovacs? Robin Kovacs. Uh, Not as excited as our buddy James Clark, that's for sure. (laughs) Um, And the other other forward note, I guess we should say, I don't know if this is the official nail in the coffin, but the burying of Tanner Glass is continuing. When you look at the fact that the Rangers are down so many veterans in this game, and yet... Glass is stuck on the fourth line with a PTO player and an Le- AHL lifer that will never see the light of day in New York. Le- unless, Pierre, literally, baby. unless literally the entire 
team plane goes down in flames with Chris Brown. Uh, there's no way that Tanner Glass is going to make the final 23-man roster, in my mind. Not not by this. I oh, mean, if the Rangers yeah. really wanted Tanner Glass to show something and make an impact, he'd be on that second line with Jarris and Peary instead of Jensen. But he's not. We are uh, uh, we I, are officially out of the Tanner Glass error. It was a great error in uh, – a great error. Are, are you, you heard saying, me. Are you saying error? I am calling Instead it an error. I know. I'm like, calling it an error on purpose. Okay. That, well, that wasn't clear. <laughs> Sorry. I was, I'll, I'll be, I what you're doing. I'll be more clear. The Tanner Glass error. 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 Is that better for you? Uh, uh, yes. Ten, the, uh, the error error. It, it's over officially. Uh, well, I, that, not officially, but all signs are pointing to uh, it not If he plays more than four games in the NHL this year for the Rangers – Something something really bad happened. <laughs> like, something's really up. Uh, Drew Riss, like lost a leg, and uh, a bunch of other players are just sick. And I don't, I have no I have no reason how we have so much forward depth. There's no way Glass could be on this team at any point in time. I just don't see it. It it would be extremely hard to imagine the scenario in which Tanner Glass is getting significant ice time for the New York Rangers. I just wanted to score 25 goals in the AHL. That's all I want. I don't think he will. I, I don't th- think he will. I don't think he'll score five, but that's what I want. Uh, and then defensively speaking, oh, uh, only only four Ranger defensemen that we expect to see on the opening day roster are playing. Um, I do think it's very interesting that Shea and Girardi are on a line together because I don't think you can find two playing styles more vastly different than those two. Oh, Im- but, immense speed and then cruelty of the slowness of Dan Girardi? <laughs> But at the same time, someone has to play with Girardi, and you can't put Stahl with Girardi. That would be making a bad situation worse. So someone is going to have to play with Dan Girardi. Why not see if Brady Shea can be that guy? And the preseason is the time to figure that out. You're not going to want to figure this out 10 games into the regular season. Well, here's here's our actual qualm that we have. So the top line here is Mark Stahl and Adam uh, Kledening. I can't say it. Clendening. 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 Very close. Uh, Adam Clendenning. Uh, so that's fine. I don't know. Adam's probably an AHL lifer. I don't know much about him, perfectly honest. Uh, Brady Shea and then Dan Girardi, as you just said. And then Matt Brody and Dylan McElrath? Why is Dylan McElrath on the third line, Greg? Explain this to me. Uh, I cannot. I can't I, either. I, I personally... Uh, I uh, Again, it's hard to read into anything because I think these three defensive lines are going to get equal playing time. I don't think it's clear any one line... If any one line gets more time than the other, I think it'll be Shea and Girardi just because AV needs the most time to figure out who works with Girardi. And I think you kind of know what you're getting with Stahl and you kind of know what you're getting with McElrath. So it really doesn't matter who they're playing with and you just want to make sure they're not getting too dinged up in this game. So I'm not totally trying to read into why McElrath is on the third line of the first preseason game and Adam Clendenning is... The top pair. Well, I'm reading into it, Greg. I just don't, I, I, I don't think it matters. Kid. I don't think it matters. I think it's that simple. I think it's the same reason why um, some guy in spring training is getting the third game start who's not going to be in the opening day lineup. Can I, just, Clearly. Can, can I be pretty meta for a moment? You know what's funny about this podcast? We, we I, I feel like everyone does hot takes, uh, pretty much everyone in the sports world these days, right? Right? That's, yeah. a, that's a real thing. Uh, sure. Anytime we talk about a topic on this podcast, here's how it goes. Uh, unless it's like food, <laughs> we go, we go. Hey, you know what? Don't read too much into that. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like, to, to literally everything. 
<laughs> we're, you know, we're just trying to be realist. But seriously, like, I don't think Mark Stahl and Adam Clendenning, this isn't like a regular season game where McDonough on the top D pairing is going to see 27 minutes. I think the minutes are going to be fairly spread out for all the defensive pairings. So it doesn't really matter where McElrath's name comes up in the pecking order. I really think the only thing AV is focused on defensively in this game is the partnership Shea and Girardi have with each other because that, of all of these, might be the only actual D pairing going into opening night. You have to find someone, if you're going to play Girardi, and it seems pretty clear the Rangers are going to play Girardi, unless a miracle happens between now and then, you have to find someone that can play well with him and make up for his deficiencies. And that's going to be asking a lot for Brady Shea, who's going into his first full NHL season, but you need to find out if it can be him. And the only way you're going to find out is by playing these two in the preseason. So I get it. Mark Stahl's D pairing in the regular season is either going to be McElrath or Nick Holden, and McDonough and Klein is going to be your first D pairing. So you need to figure out who's going with Girardi, and this is the time to figure it out. Everything else is just white noise. It doesn't really matter. That's going to be the main focus. The two main focus focuses in this game, the Kreider, Mika Zabinajad chemistry, and where Book fits into that, if he fits into that, but most importantly, those two. And then the second deep pairing of Shea and Girardi. Those are the two things, if you're a Ranger fan, you should be watching for. Everything else, it'll be fun to see Kovacs and his speed. It'll be fun to see Stromwell, who played really well in Traverse City. Um, I'm excited to be, watch a little bit of cool. Helberg, to be it'll honest. Be cool to see, it'll be cool to see your first look at Peary and Juris, but we're, if we're talking what regular season storylines you should be watching for in this game, it's Kreider and Mika, and it's Shea and Girardi. Those partnerships, that's what you got to focus on. And and you know what I I like I want to see Magnus play a little bit. He's a, a pretty good prospect. I think he's rated 7.0, and uh, he's been getting lit up a little bit. So let's see what he can do against uh, the Islanders' C or D team. Sure, but at the same time, barring injury, neither Helberg or um, Skapsky is going to be on the Rangers' opening day roster. It'll be Lundqvist, and it'll be Ronta. Ronta. Yep. Okay. Fair. Think we covered all that. Sure. Let's uh let's move on to the Jacob Truber. Tru- oh my God, Truba rumors. As they would say, Shub- the Winnipeg Jets Shuba, defenseman. Shuba. Yes, sir. Uh, you and I have talked about him on the podcast about three weeks ago, didn't we? Uh, we focused more on Lampus, but he's definitely was one of the get names out there that seemed uh, tradable. And now he doesn't just seem tradable. It seems likely that he'll be traded. So the, the, the Winnipeg Jets are rumored to want a one-for-one deal for him. And they want a return of a defenseman, which obviously brings us right out of this uh, out of the trade line for him, even though we're one of the four teams interested in him at this point in time. Um, do you see well, that one of the four teams? One of the four teams with significant interest. I think the Rangers will continue to have significant interest in Truba um, until there's resolution in this, because why wouldn't they be? He's a potentially top-pairing defenseman that's only 22. Uh, and the Rangers definitely have the depth, finally, to make a trade for a guy like Truba. The question is, as we've talked about, well, what do the Jets want in return? They don't and, want any forward depth. They, they've, they've explicitly said, in, well, not explicitly. Well, they not said, explicitly, they, but they've Bob, said the rumors Bob, that they want a one-for-one defenseman. Yeah, Bob McKenzie has reported that in an ideal world, uh, Winnipeg would be getting back a top four left-handed shot defenseman in return for Truba, which, unless you're trading a guy like McDonough, the Rangers just don't have. And the Rangers would never make that trade. It makes no sense. Um, and it doesn't really help them at all defensively. And McDonough's a righty, so... Right. The Rangers don't have a lefty shot 
Kevin Klein is not some guy you're going to be able to match up Jake Drew before. Well, uh, this is when it comes down to Brady Shea. If you wanted to, I don't think that that package is going to be enough. Well, no, and uh, our friends over at Blue Shirt Banter, they our dear friends, they, Blue Shirt Banter. They they look, they're they're smart guys. They write smart things. Didn't so say they weren't smart them, guys. They just don't know we exist. Yeah, this is true. But they went through a couple of trade scenarios that, in theory, if you're a Ranger fan. Uh, could work, but again, it really comes down to would the Jets make these trades? And from you know, the defensive market is weird because on one hand you get Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, and on the other hand you're able to get PK Subban just by swapping Shea Weber. So it's really hard to figure out what exactly the market is for a defenseman. But as we've said, it would have been very hard for the Rangers to make a trade for. Um, Lindholm without including Zuccarello, and I think I don't know necessarily if you have to trade Zuccarello for Truba. I don't think you do because the leverage is different on this one. The Jets need to move Truba if they want to get value for him. Um, the two trades Blue Shirts Banter talked about the first is JT Miller, Dylan McElrath, and Ryan Graves. Um, as a Ranger fan. I wouldn't mind that deal. I think that's no, a good every, deal for the Rangers. Every, like, this is why they wouldn't take it. You know why they wouldn't take it? Because you tell me that deal, and I go every day in my life. <laughs> every, yeah, I mean, every JT day Miller, day in my life. JT Miller is a very valuable piece, and now that he's locked up to a bridge contract, there's more value into requiring him because he has two years of guaranteed salary. Uh, you don't need to worry about going to arbitration, all that good stuff. But, you know, you're basically trading... I mean, I mean, McElrath at this point is a throw-in, and I know that might hurt your feelings. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's true. You're like, basically trading Miller and Graves, and I just I don't think highly enough as of Graves as a prospect to make that deal make sense. He's not. Um, he's not that highly rated of a prospect in general in hockey. Yeah, I, I think you'd have to look more to a trade we were talking about where it would have to be Miller, McElrath, and Foss probably. Yeah. To get closer, that and I just I don't know. Right, but it that still, sounds, it still feels right. like we win that trade. Well, it definitely does more for the Rangers in the short term, um, and it really just depends on your evaluation of JT Miller. Some people are higher on him than I am necessarily, uh, but I think I, I just I don't think Miller, McElrath, and Graves is enough. If I'm the Jets, uh, the second trade offer they gave was uh, Shea. Ryan Grop and Sergey um, Zborovsky. Yep, that'll the go with young that. defensive prospect. Young uh, and again, I just I know Brady Shea is one of our top prospects, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's the kind of guy Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg would want Shea back in a Truba deal, uh, but I think Winnipeg would also want JT Miller. I think Winnipeg, if they want the Rangers. And the other thing with this is, you know, the Rangers have to somehow clear the cap space to make the numbers work because they need to free up over uh, five million in salary to sign Truba. Yep. Um, and that's why McElrath and Miller, as a pairing, makes sense because um, that gets them a lot closer to five million, and then you can make a couple other smaller moves that don't involve a trade to get over the five million dollar yeah. mark. But it kind of leaves us at the same spot. So we have a top pairing defenseman so mcdonough and truba would look really nice on the on the on the top line but after that what do we have it's still the same it's the same right thing. if you're trading if you're trading shade to get truba you're still kind of in the same boat 
Um, I mean, the skill level difference between Truba and Shea in the short term is significant it's in the notable. favor of Truba. Yeah. He's, he's a significant step up from Shea, but that short term might be very short. Shea might blossom into a player um, that could be comparable to a guy like Truba down the road. question is, how much ri- there's a lot of risk-reward in that. How much, uh, how much ceiling are you sacrificing for a higher floor? Um, so I, the ideal way is you find a way to get Truba by trading Miller. Uh, I guess it would have to be something like Miller, Faust, McElrath, and a pick if you're trying to go ideal. But you know, it's just it's not a perfect fit. It's I mean, let me let me rephrase. Truba's a perfect fit for the Rangers. The Rangers as a trading partner for the Winnipeg Jets. Not so much. Not a perfect fit nope. whatsoever. Not like it is with the Ducks, where the Ducks clearly need forwards and the Rangers clearly need D help. So they're a natural partnership, which is why I think we've spent more time talking about Ducks defensemen than we have Truba. Mm-hmm. But Truba wants out. Truba's clearly on the market. And Truba is the kind of defenseman that could help the Rangers right now and in the future. He's only 22. The question again is, do the Rangers have the pieces to make a Jacob Truba trade. And man-to-man right now, unless the Jets significantly alter what they would take back in a Truba trade, the answer is no. The Rangers do not have the pieces the Jets want. And Uh, the Rangers can't do anything to fix that. I will say in Gordon I trust, and I will move on from there. Fair. Like, again, Jeff Gordon has had a great offseason. If anyone can figure this out, it's Jeff Gordon. But from what we've seen reports-wise today, and... What I'm understanding the Jets want in return for Truba, it doesn't look like the Rangers are going to be. Yeah, this is in franchise mode. We can't just be like, "Hey, take this deal." So yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. This, it, it doesn't seem like the Rangers are going to be the trade partner, it, and which which is too bad because again, if the Rangers were able to find a way to get Truba without trading Shea, you're looking at a much much different uh, outlook to the season and a much much more talented defensive pairing structure the Rangers would be able to put out there. But at the same time... I mean, I've said this before. Uh, I feel totally different about this team now than I did at the end of last season. You know, I was I was all doom and gloom at the beginning of this uh, this offseason where I was like, we're going into a dark time. And we, we repeatedly said that. And now I have, like, some sort of weird optimism and faith. So, there's that. Yeah, and it... I mean, it'd be great if the Rangers could find a way to get Jacob Chuba. And it's possible. Uh, I just think it's highly unlikely. I, I don't say it's... I'm not going to say it's a 0% chance, but I'd say it's below 20% that the Rangers are able to pull it off. I mean, you gave us a less than 5% chance to get Vesey, so... VC, yes, Vesey. I did. God, and I, I give it a less it. than 5% Fuck chance me. that you're going to ever be able to say his name correctly. Why can't I ever say anything correctly, Greg? It's it, like it's I host really a show impressive. where people listen to me. I'm I'm just surprised you haven't called Rick Nash, like, Rich Arsh <laughs> or something. Rich Arsh? <laughs> or something. Uh, he's now known as Rich Arsh to me. There you go. Uh, let's move on from all the hockey talk that we do on this podcast, and let's go into a little bit of a, a sad segment here. Um, if you listen to us for Ranger Hockey and all that, and you only listen to us for hockey news, this is the time to turn this off. Uh, I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, for now, uh, let's talk about the tragedy that happened on Sunday, where Jose Fernandez uh, unfortunately passed away in a boating accident off the shore of Miami by hitting a jetty, it was reported. Yeah, it, it's, you know... There have been notable sports deaths in our lifetime 
of active athletes that have died much too soon. Uh, Sean Taylor comes to mind. Um, my dog is crying. That's not a good sign. I, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nick, uh, Nick Aidenhart, right? Yeah. We, but, I mean, nobody, I don't think, had the – what's the word I'm looking for? Well, I don't know if effects the right word, but no one I mean, he was already great. He um, was immediately great. The guy took the mound at 20 and I remember his first start and against I, the Mets at City Field. And yep, he yep, crushed yep. them, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, he gave up one run I think in 5 innings. Okay. Uh, it was a bad Met team he faced though. Let's let's put no bones about it, but at the same time you realized you were looking at something special from the jump. Uh, two-time All-Star before the age of 25. He's he had 253 strikeouts in less than 200 innings this year. He's unbeatable. He was unbeatable at home. I think his record at home, Marlin games, uh, there was something like 29 and two when he pitched at home. And you know, it's a real thing to be a Cuban American immigrant making a name for yourself in Miami, which is the heart of the American uh, Cuban American population in this country. So he meant more to that community than I think you or I could ever truly imagine because we just don't have that same we don't have that connection. Bond. That yeah. do. mm-hmm. uh, but, man, it hurts. 24 for anyone is insanely too young, uh, especially someone who seemed to play the game with as much love and devotion as Fernandez did. Uh, you know, it's, Fernandez, it's- the pitcher himself and the ball player, was fascinating. Obviously, you and I never had an – a personal relationship with him. Nope. But, asked, asked him to be in the podcast, said no. So, uh, I mean, has anyone said, no one has said a bad no. word about him. No one. Not a single person. And no. I think every single that, picture is that him means smiling. something. Yeah. And that it, means something. it really does. Uh, it sucks. It sucks. It's really, it's, it's that simple. Um, it sucks that like, I have regrets that I never got to see him pitch in person. I thought I was going to have all these years of awesome, Fernandez v. any Met starter games at any time that I could see it. Like, I, I mean, he was supposed to pitch today against the Mets, and I had already circled today um, before the news on Sunday as a loss because I knew Fernandez was going to pitch, and you don't beat Fernandez in Miami, especially when you're the Mets. Um, it it sucks. I, I really I, – there are, there are a whole lot of smarter people saying a whole lot more eloquent things than you or I could ever do. Ever. Uh, fact of the matter is, it fucking sucks. But I did just want to want to touch on it tonight and really just put yeah, life, it, life into perspective of uh, right. and sports. Like we're we're two twenty seven year old bums who haven't figured shit out yet. Yep. At twenty four, uh, I was still living in Georgia, but I was not living in the house I'm living in now. I don't even know if I had a full time job. I'm pretty sure I was working double shifts and weekends at the TV station to try and make a living. Um, and this then, guy, this guy saved I, his mother from drowning at 15. Great. And he didn't even. The best part of that story is he had no idea it was his mom. He jumped in the water thinking it was anyone on that boat. He had no idea who it was. Um, it. I. I mean, what else is there to say? It fucking sucks. It it's sucks, terrible. Man. It's heartbreaking. It's the last thing in the world I ever expected to wake up to in the morning. Uh, I didn't want to get that update on my phone when it flew across. I didn't know what to do. Um. I mean, it's almost like a surreal moment where you're like, is this real? 
Like I, it it, it doesn't feel real, right? It like doesn't. it feels it feels like um, I don't know. In my head, maybe I haven't realized how permanent death is, which is a weird thing to say. But in my head, it feels like come April, we're gonna see Jose Fernandez back on the mound in a Marlin jersey, or Jose Fernandez. Maybe this is just some form of Tommy John surgery. He's going away for a little bit again, right. but, but no, he's coming back. But the fact that. is, you know the. Life is real, dude. He's not coming back. Yeah. Um, we have a dynasty baseball league where, you know, we've joked where we own these guys for mm-hmm. the rest of their lives if we so do choose. We really do. And we, it, I am not looking forward. Uh, and again, this is the dumbest thing anyone's ever said, and it's so minor when you think of things in the bigger picture. Right. But it's going to be heartbreaking when I have to go on my fantasy team page and drop Jose Fernandez. Right. And I don't it, want to do it, that. It's so petty, but at the same time, it's like a meaningful moment. Like, this is the permanent end to this guy's life, and he was such a great player and meant so many things Meant so many things to the people around him. I am, I am not sad that Jose Fernandez passed away because I won't be able to accumulate fantasy stats right. anymore. I'm right. sad because clear. as a baseball fan, Jose Fernandez was maybe the most electrifying young pitcher in the game. And we're not going to be able to watch him do what he does best every five days for the rest of our lives, period. Uh, he, I mean, we're talking about a guy that had everything and looked like he could be, if he stayed healthy, a Hall of Fame caliber pitcher. He will never get to see that. And that's tragic. Not just for you and me, but for young fans that were coming up younger than us. Mm-hmm. Even guys who... Ten-year-olds who don't really know baseball yet, they could have fallen in love with the game because they watched someone like Jose Fernandez. He's definitely that electrifying of a personality, and we're never going to get that. It's no, you're over. never going to see it's it. It's gone. It's, it's terrible. I mean, look, I love Syndergaard. I love the young Mets pitching. Uh, the Indians pitchers are young and electric. The Yankees have a couple fun electric arms. There are young arms out there, but... I mean, Jose's. not to not to insult any of them by saying this, but Jose Fernandez felt like the best blend of talent, enthusiasm, and love. And at 24, that story is already over, and that is the most tragic thing I can ever imagine. I agree. Uh, I think you said it way better than I could have. I do want to touch a little bit on the Mets game tonight. Uh, Marlins are going to win this game, of and course. they absolutely should. They absolutely should. I it was just I want to talk about watching it myself. Really, I, I tuned in uh, to watch the opening ceremony. Not a dry eye on the stadium. Uh, the announcers were were tearing up and and could barely get their words out. And when I wasn't on the verge of tears, and then D Gordon hit a home run after taking a ceremonial uh, pitch at right-handed at bat when he bats lefty. And he hit his first home run of the year. I think he's hit, he's hit like 10 home runs in the past three years. Maybe. That might be a little high, actually. Yeah. It, that. I mean, you can't write those moments. Those no. moments are special. And, like, you just got done crying about the pregame ceremony. And then D. Gordon literally is having a hard time seeing the bases in front of him because his eyes are just full of tears. Breaks your heart. And that, you know, shit like that. That's why I love baseball. That moment right there. That's why that's, I love sports. That's what, that's what got me into baseball. Because what other sport like uh, I, I I mean I don't know I, I don't I don't know um, but here's here's the thing so the Mets are a game up on the Giants and a game and a half up on the Cardinals only six games left literally every game is important except this one this game 
whatever the outcome was, was not important. If the Mets won, great. If the Mets lost, great. It li literally, that's weird to say because, again, six games left. The Mets need every game that they have except this one. I I wrote it. It, it does, the result of the game does not matter. It doesn't and matter. I, I, like, if the Mets miss the playoffs by a game and losing this game is one of them, this is of the how 75 losses they'll probably have this year, this will be the 75th, the 76th one that I'm angry about. I'll, I'll be angry about why didn't the Mets win this game, this game, this game. not worried about this game at all. This game was more important than a final score, more important than a box score. The only important thing about the box score of this game is what's not in it, and it's Jose Fernandez. There you go. You said it best. That was a, that was a very good speech you gave there. Um, I think that's all we have then. Yeah, I mean, um, I think next week we'll. The uh, only the only med note I have is again six games left. We're in the driver's seat for a playoff spot. Uh, I will sound completely different on Sunday than I do today if things are going poorly. But it looks like the Giants and the Cardinals also don't want to go to the playoffs. So the Mets at this point can probably back in and get in. Uh, but I'm not. I, I I don't know. I don't feel great about it. All right. Well, we'll check in with you again next Monday. We're back then. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at Blue Shirts Breakaway. You can go on Twitter and follow us at Blue Shirts Break. And you can go to our website, BlueShirtsBreakaway.com. Look at our t-shirts, and we'll be posting and changing things there rather soon. Uh, anything else you want to plug, Greg? Our Instagram is Blue Shirts Breakaway. Um, I mean, you at this point, you guys know how to find us. Please do follow us on Twitter. We're over the 100. Uh, Twitter oh, follower. Our titty bots are gone, and we are. Uh, uh, we're, no, we still we still have one. Okay. She's hanging. She's hanging in there. Um, we forgot to do the uh, titty box tweet of the week, but we'll bring oh. that back next week. Okay. Uh, we're, gonna start, Insta we're, we're gonna start doing a bunch of segments soon. So. Uh, Instagram, please like us there. Uh, we're trying to be better about what we post, how often we post. So if you follow us there now, you can say you followed us before. Oh, Everyone and else uh, did. you can be hipster about it. I will. I will bring this up a bunch of times, but I am officially going to the first or the second ever Rangers Reddit meetup. I will be there on eleven uh, twenty-seven against the Ottawa Senators, which I believe is the first time Broussard's back in New York. Oh well, that's just fun. That's fun. Um, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we'll Said be posting a whole lot. Did that, but we'll be. Well, you didn't say we'll be posting a whole lot more there. Uh, when the season starts, we'll obviously have more to talk about. And uh, yeah, you guys, you know how to find us, Ryan. Your flaccid lotus. I'm um, Save the Tatis on Reddit. On Reddit. Yes. So I mean, you can we're, always send all your questions to BlueShirtsBreakaway at gmail.com. That's it. Yep. And we're always hanging out in the Rangers subreddit. So you know. Come say hello. So sorry not, for the somber, somber ending of this podcast, everyone who was hyped up about us talking hockey, but it's just something we had to get out of the way. Sometimes life's too hard. Had to do it, man. Had to talk about it. All right, Greg. I will talk to you next week, buddy, and then the week after, I'm in Vegas, and we're going to figure something out. Uh, I'm, I would say we might have a guest next week, but I'd be lying. So uh, that's it. Hey, how is L.I. Joe doing, you big, fat He, he got back ninny. from Japan. He was, in, he was in Japan from Tokyo Show, Tokyo Game Show yeah. for a while, and then has an... Uh, Hasn't, you know, you're not actually you're not actually friends. We're not friends. Believe it. We're not friends. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't think we're friends. All right. No. Doesn't seem like it. A friend would come on a podcast. That's true. Gregory, I will talk to you soon. Have a uh, have a wonderful night, my friend. Enjoy the uh, debate if you end up watching it. Oh, I will not. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, Greg. Bye bye. bye, -bye.